Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So this happened when I was around 14 or so, 1999 or 2000-ish. And I lived in southwest Georgia at the time, outside of the small town of Moultrie. I was at my buddy's house for the weekend. His name was Joe. Some random other teams that were a little bit older than us show up to Joe's house, allegedly running from the cops after they stole a parent's car and wrecked it in a ditch. They came up to us on foot, so the story might be true, but I'm still not sure. Whatever the case, they wanted to go camp out in the woods to avoid pursuit, so Joe and I say, "Uh, to heck with it, and we go with them. We borrowed Joe's dad's tent and started walking off into the fields or woods. Given this area is not super isolated, but there was a a sort of weirdness to the air that is hard to describe, we go maybe a mile or two back and set up camp maybe 50 yards away from the turnaround end of the dirt road. There were five of us guys, including me and Joe, and I only remember one other dude's name, which his name was Mike. The names don't really matter, I suppose, all that much, but I just thought that I'd add that detail, all the things that I can recall. Anyway, we mess around in the woods for a while. We started a fire and ate some snacks. We didn't have any drugs except for a bottle of booze, small enough that not any one of us could get drunk off of it, but we share some sips anyway. Night comes around and we've got this six-person tent for us. I can't say if I ever fell asleep or not, but I laid down with everyone and it got pretty late. Now, I'm not sure what time exactly it was, but likely late night or early in the morning, I began to hear footsteps in the woods some ways out. I heard this walking in the woods and at first I'm like, it must be an armadillo, if you aren't aware, they can sound exactly like a person while foraging for food. But no, the steps are approaching our camp directly. At this point, I'm sort of WTFing hard and without moving much because I'm terrified, I look around to see if the other dudes got up and I missed it. But no, five dudes in the tent. My blood freezes at that and there's no sound outside except this thing walking and it's now right outside of our camp. As I attempt to breathe without making a sound, either a very pointed finger or perhaps a knife slowly starts from one point of the tent outside and drags very slowly across to the other side. 
I promptly wet myself at that and held my breath. The walking sounds, they stop about three feet on the other side of our tent and they never start up again. Daylight slowly fades in, the steps never returned. I have this sort of dazed feeling as if I've been up all night as sunrise happens. One of the guys gets up and slowly others do too, so I get up. No one is talking, but everybody looks exhausted. Eventually, one of us asks the others, Did you hear that last night? Apparently, four of the five guys were all awake during this invisible stalker, and we all had no idea what it was. The three guys who were running from the cops, allegedly, say that they want to call a friend to pick them up and go score some pot or whatever. They leave Joe and I at the camp to guard their stuff. Hooray. But now I'm paranoid at this point, because now I think that there's some guy out here waiting to gut us. But, I mean, I only have a small pocket knife on me to defend myself with. I take it out anyway as they walk down the road to call for a ride. Joe and I are sitting on this discarded door that somebody ditched on the edge of this dirt road turn around like a pair of idiots when we start hearing the walking sounds again, but across the road on the other side of the woods this time. We look over there, but we don't see anyone. In fact, there's really nothing there, but it's daylight now, so I'm like, well, it must just be an animal. This dirt road goes off and curves to our left, and the sounds approach slowly, at the same pace as before. The sounds stop. We're looking at the road. There's absolutely nothing there. And the sounds then suddenly pick up on the other side of the road. But again, we don't see anything. Now, I'm scared. I notice Joe has his head buried in his knees like an ostrich burying its head in the sand... And since I'm terrified as well for the second time in the past 12 hours, I also put my head in my lap. I also place the pocket knife in open and hold it closely. The steps, I can still hear them though, and they are now slowly circling me and Joe. That is to say that they went kind of behind us at that same slow pace. They seemed to get directly behind me, but I would say maybe about 30 feet away. They then slowly walk up to my back, my spine tingling more and more the entire time. I'm pouring sweat at this point and as they approach directly behind me, I jump up and swing this little baby pocket knife around like I know what I'm doing. Time seemed to slow down during this little bit but as I'm swinging the knife at, at a puff of air really, the car with the other three guys is now coming around the corner of the dirt road to pick us up. At that, Joe and I just ran to the car and we jump in. The three dudes ditch everything that we had at that camp. No one asks Joe and I what's wrong, but I could tell that they were looking at us and knew that something else happened. Joe and I, we never said a word about it and we never went back there. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time that you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. 
With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Back in 2008, whilst enlisting in the Navy, I stayed at my parents' house while I was going through the recruitment process. My parents... They live in a very small community surrounded by forestry, about 300 kilometers from the coast. Now one night in mid-October, we were watching TV in the lounge room and we heard what we thought initially was to be helicopters going over the roof, very low like a sort of loud humming sound, a bit like an idling train. It went over the house from east to west. The ceiling lights in my parents' house, they're suspended. They were swinging back and forth and I looked at my mother puzzled. She looked at me quite puzzled. We both went out on the veranda and we couldn't see anything. We noticed the neighbors across the street also came out, complaining that their lights went all funny and their TV is now not working. We really didn't think much of it because, I mean, nothing else happened that night. It was just a, a helicopter that caused a lot of disturbance. Now, the following night, my mother complained of a double ear infection and went to bed early at about 8pm. I stayed up until about 10 and at first I smelt something like it was dead. I was puzzled because, I mean, the house was locked up, so I just ignored it and continued watching Foxtel. I was laying in the lounge room floor with a pillow facing the TV and it was then that I could feel something watching me from the dining room. I could just feel it so I turned around and I saw what was this three to four foot blotchy grey thing with a huge head, long arms down to near the knees, really skinny extremities, no ears, no nose, small mouth and huge jet black eyes stepped back from the kitchen table. I didn't know what it was. I was quite terrified. After about two minutes of processing it, I felt that it didn't really want to harm me, I guess. It was just observing me. But then I got the flight or fight sort of feeling. I went to the kitchen, grabbed the biggest knife that I could find, 
and I wanted whatever the heck this was out of the house now. I was going towards the computer room when I heard like a, a high-pitched screeching sound, like the old disposable camera flash. But then there was a quick flash of red light from under the computer room door as it was shutting. As I opened the computer room door, the Venetian blinds moved a lot, but the window was closed. I had this sense of dread not to go into that room, and specifically not to go into the far left-hand corner. It's hard to describe the feeling that I got, but I just sort of shut the door after a visual inspection. I went back to wherever it was I was standing as I thought that I was seeing things, hallucinating. But I remember clearly that you could see in the carpet where it was standing. You could see like little footprints. That was when I knew that I wasn't dreaming. And that's when panic set in. I went throughout the rest of the house to check everything. I mean everything else. And it was all locked and deadbolted. I don't know how it got in in fact. But if I didn't smell it I would not have turned around to look at it. For the rest of the evening, all of the sensor lights around the property kept going on and off and I could hear something in the grass, something very, very quick. And all I did was shut all the blinds and windows and stayed up all night. I couldn't sleep. I was too terrified to. Eventually, when the sun rose, everything just sort of stopped and I didn't hear or smell anything. I looked around the house, but that foreboding feeling was now gone. To this day, it's still hard to talk about it as it's affected me throughout my life. I have this feeling that I've seen it before and I'm going to see it again. I don't want to see it again, but I feel like it's been watching me for some time. Since the incident, my mother has been complaining of paranormal things happening in the house too. Quite a few times, we've seen Min Min lights, unexplained lights throughout the forestry, I personally have seen a large silver sphere, but I don't know what that was. It just sort of disappeared. Speaking to locals after my experience, I was quite hesitant to at first. A few of them stated that there's always been weird lights in the skies out here, and sometimes they get weird smells throughout the house as well. This is the first time that I've publicly shared this I've kept this to myself all these years because I guess I just don't want to be branded a nut job. But the experience, it was real. If you have any questions, then please do drop them in the comment section below and I'll try and uh, clarify, I guess. This happened while in my early 20s, when my best friend was always getting into risky stuff. While she did various drugs, I was always more of a, a weed head, I guess. When they said that pot was a gateway drug, I believe it's true to a certain extent, with those who have addictive personalities. She definitely developed an addiction issue later on as well. My friend, her name was KK, and she was always down to meet people. She used to friend random people on Facebook or Instagram. She would ask me to hang out so that when they went to meet new people, I was the buffer just in case they didn't like each other. 
Now one day she came over to my house unannounced and was like, hey, let's go to my uncle's house because her aunt was there and her aunt had some goods. Her aunts happened to be down the road anyway. Her aunt and her uncle were down as dealers in the area, so we went. When we got there, she was like, hey, I met this guy online. He goes by Joey Crack. Then she shows her aunts his pictures and he was a white set man with a red goofy face, cornrow braids, face tattoos and a gold grill. I laughed honestly and said, wow Kay, you really know how to pick him. She had already invited him over and upon his arrival, he then comes out of nowhere and just walks right up and gives Kay a hug and everyone else there as well a kiss on the cheek. In this part of town, there really was nothing around, just houses, a school, and woods. Closest store was about 20 minutes away, so it struck me as odd that he walked here. It was me, Kay, her aunt, and the aunt's friend. We sit and smoke for a bit, and by this time, both aunts are high, so they leave and go inside the house, leaving me, Kay, and Joey Crack outside. Joey then starts asking us questions like how we know each other, what we do for a living, etc. It was getting late so I was telling her that I was going to go home. She was like, no, don't go yet. I told her though that I was tired and that Joey's weird and he kept low-key hitting on me as well. She then tells me that he apparently asked to sleep with her and he wanted to ask her to ask if I was down as well. I laughed that one off and said, yeah, right. And after a while of silence, I deflected and heard some noise that was in the darkness. Hey, uh, did you hear that? After a bit of small talk between him and Kay, he then learned that neither one of us was interested. It was just a, a hangout at this point. But this then turns the mood, and you could feel it right away. It was suddenly eerily quiet. He got reserved and shifty-eyed. I sat down for a while just to please Kay. At one point, I turned to Joey, knowing he walked here and it was dark by now, and asked, So, what are you going to do because I'm about to go home and Kay's coming with me? He was like, I just texted my boy. He's about to come out here and get me. When he was texting, Kay was right behind him watching him text. And her eyes grew wide and she looked at me. It was that sort of silent girl code of WTF, we need to get out of here. Kay broke the silence and was like, hey, uh, come help me get this thing from inside to bring it out. So I did. We went inside and she was like, I'm about to call my uncle so that he can take us to your place. And I was like, why? My house was like a 10 minute walk anyway. And she said because when she was looking at Joey's text, he sent to whoever was coming to pick him up the information of all of us here. He also noted that her aunts were high and also her ages. He was basically telling his boy to come over and basically rob and assault us and call dibs on the blonde one. I was the blonde one. Every hair on my body suddenly stood up with the thought of some gross goon trying to have his way with me. I was mad too because, I mean, she had gotten me into this mess. Well, we came back out though and continued our conversation with him so he wouldn't get suspicious of us. She mentions out loud that her uncle was on his way home 
and as he pulls in, a sigh of relief just washes over me. They speak briefly and Joey then departs into the darkness before his ride even shows up. Kay and I, we get a ride from her uncle to my house and on the ride we noted just how weird Joey was. Later that night, as I was going to bed, I check my Facebook and I have a friend request from Joey in a message. You're so pretty. I would love some alone time with you without your friend. The message ended with his number and I have never blocked someone so fast. After this, unfortunately, Kay didn't learn her lesson, but that's another story for another time. But a week later, Joey was actually in the news. He was wanted for sexual assault, robbery, and drug possession. Which means that that was a bullet well missed on my part. This happened to me, I think, about two months ago. But speaking about it still freaks me out. Especially if I'm in my house, because it's... It's like he's listening. A few days a week, I have to get my brother and myself up for school because both my parents work in the early mornings. One morning, I was coming back upstairs after giving my brother a little wake-up reminder. I was heading back to my parents' room to lay down. We have two dogs, so I lay with them in their room on those mornings. But as I was walking down the hallway, I felt this... I don't know, like a very strong sense of unease, I guess. I've always had incredibly strong intuition, and so I always trust these feelings. I felt like I shouldn't look up too much, so I looked at the bottom of the doorframe. And when I did, I saw two legs. They were the legs of the figure of a man standing in the doorframe of my parents' bedroom. A very loud voice in the back of my head said, don't look at him. I closed my eyes immediately and didn't open them, even as I laid down. And I know that this is going to sound a bit weird, but suddenly I sort of fell asleep, I guess. I had a dream, and I never dream. And even if I do, I never remember them unless they are very important. I've only had like three dreams in like the last five years, this being one of them. But in the dream, I was walking down a path in a sunny field with a woman whose face was hidden by sunlight, but she was beautiful. She told me, in the exact same voice from my head, don't look at him. All of a sudden, I then woke up feeling very uneasy again, but I didn't see the figure again that day. Again, I know that that sounds really weird, but that's what happened. At the moment, I also don't really see him like I did that day, but I know that he's there. I can sort of feel him like I did that day as well. It always freaks me out though, and my heart is racing, even just talking about this. So, for context for this story, I live in a pretty rural area, I guess you could say. We live on the outskirts of our town, which is already small compared to the populations of other towns in California. We're also about 15 minutes from the small town that we live by, and 40 minutes from the main city. We live down a dirt road with some neighbors, 
Our house has no other fences attached to ours and on two sides of the house is only fields and dirt roads. One side has a single house and the field is all. The other two sides have a couple of neighbors down other roads and nobody really interacts out here except my dad talking to two of them sometimes. Now, I was probably 12 when this happened. I had low self-esteem and I wanted to start exercising more. I had been enrolled in a charter school due to bullying. Yes, that played into my self-esteem, but let's not get into that story. So I didn't really have many ways of exercising besides a treadmill that we owned. I wanted to start getting fresh air too, so my mother suggested that since we live out here, that it would be peaceful to take walks down the back dirt road. I agreed, even though I was stubborn about it half the time, but we began walking and usually we would go into the mid to late afternoon when it would start cooling down outside, but was still light out. In case it got dark, we took our flashlight too. Being out here, it was notorious for stray dogs to sometimes make their way out here as well, and we would carry pepper spray and a mini bat just in case one got vicious. And one day, me and my mum decided to go on a walk in the late afternoon. So me and my mum took off and started walking down the road, and we walked about maybe a quarter of the mile down there. You sort of start to come towards a little cross section. There's a road going left to the highway, a road going right to the neighbor's house, or the road goes straight down to a utility road. Me and my mum discussed walking down the utility road to get a good walk in since it went on for a while. When we were about to get to the crossroad, this dog came out of, well, pretty much literally nowhere. We were looking at it and it was in the center of the road just sort of staring at us. Me and my mum looked at it and my mum said that she got this feeling in her stomach that we needed to turn around and walk home. So she grabbed my arm and started leading me back home and then let go so that we could walk. We were in the midst of walking when she looks ahead and stops to stare at something. I ask what she's looking at and she points. There's a what seems to be a white car pulled up to our fence and quickly backed up and shot down the road on the side of our house. Mind you, nobody ever goes down this road except one old man that we know. Anyone else who does this usually is scoping out my dad's tools to steal. Now, my mum said that she felt a bit uneasy because of it and pulled me to the edge of the dirt road, almost into the field. The car had driven to the highway and left. Or so we thought. We continued walking back to my house when this car comes back and drives down the road that we were walking alongside. I caught a glimpse and it was this smaller white car with black tinted windows that you couldn't see through. My mum instantly got a feeling of impending doom and pulled me into the field, not too far but far enough that we couldn't be seen. We kept walking through the field towards our house getting closer now when this car comes back down the road. My mum stops me in my tracks to see what the car is doing and it drives back to our house and starts driving around it super quickly. For context, we have a random road and area that goes around our yard on our property. Now, my mum waits until the car drives back down the side road and she tells me that we need to start running. So that's what we did. We started running through the field, getting to one of the little sections near my yard. 
The car comes back and drives down the road trying to cut us off. Me and my mum are panicking at this point and have no idea who this is and why they're acting like this. The car circles around again and my mum drags me further to the right, I think, of where we were and told me that we were going to run down into the ditch. We got down in the ditch and that's when the car comes back around and suddenly pulls to the edge of the ditch where we were. The front of the car was facing us and all I could think about was if it drove down, it would definitely hit me and my mum and probably kill us. My mum quickly put her arm in front of me and stood dead still while I was literally horrified and dropped our flashlight and I think my water bottle as well. The car though was getting ready to drive down where we were and then suddenly they backed up and drove around the yard again, going back down the side road to the highway. Me and my mum honestly felt like our souls almost left our bodies and she tells me to run, don't look back and get to the front gate. I run up the ditch feeling my heart pounding. I run around the yard and towards the front gate flinging it open and I started running towards the front door. I didn't hear my mum behind me but I was running to the door to open it right when I looked over and I saw the car coming back down the side road. I ran into the house trying to catch my breath. I saw the car drive down the road and I didn't see my mum anywhere so I was panicking. I ran towards the sliding glass door and suddenly my mum comes running towards it and flings it open, running in and locking it. She tells me to go and lock the front door. I was trying to catch my breath and trying to tell her that I was scared because I had no idea where she was. She went to chug some water from the fridge and told me that when I was running, she was trying to shut the front gate when she noticed the car coming back down the road. She said that... She knew that she wouldn't have time to follow me to the door so she ran behind my sister's car to stay out of view of this car and when it drove back down the road she took the opportunity to run back to the door since it was closer to my sister's car. Once we caught our breath and we locked all the doors we checked out the windows but the car well it was gone at this point. It is crazy to think though that if we hadn't have seen that dog standing there in the road that day and decided to turn back, that we may have actually been run down. Fortunately, we haven't seen that car again and I think it may have just been some crazy personal druggie who just so happened to come down our road that day. Well, that's what I tell myself at least. But truly, I have no idea who that person was or people were. Just that... They seem to be looking for us, and I have no idea why that was. I'm going to start this off by saying that I do follow pagan principles. Not Wiccan, but true folk magic and spiritual practices, and wholeheartedly believe in worlds that are not seen to the naked eye. Unless they want us to, that is. And I know what I saw. I know what I felt. Now, I've encountered the paranormal many times, as I love to go out to cemeteries and converse with the other side, safely and with the correct precautions and conclusions, of course. I'm no stranger to the unknown and the unseen, 
I've encountered a skinwalker and saw it with my own eyes, but I haven't felt this scared since my one and only encounter with one. Last night, I, a 24-year-old female, was driving from my parents' house. I was out of a job for a while and couldn't afford living on my own until I found one. I'm a pre-K special education teacher, not a bum but in need of help, to a friend's house to help her go through her first baby's baby clothes in order to get ready for baby number two. She lives about 10 minutes away and I know her route like the back of my hand as I've driven it dozens of times. I'm jamming out to Hamilton as one does. I'm putting my heart and soul into this one woman show and truly feeling the feelings behind each character's lines. I'm sort of pouring my soul into it and I was in my spiritual happy place I guess you could say. Everything was fine until all of a sudden it wasn't. I'm about two miles away from her house when I just feel my arms pull me down this road that I have never seen before. I start driving down it and I go to turn on my GPS to help me figure something out. But when I did, it wasn't there. I notice that there's one light pole on the road and I've passed it. And there's an overwhelming sense of dread that was growing thicker and heavier every inch my wheels turned. And oh, I messed up feeling suddenly hit me. And this is not safe feeling as well. I immediately find a way to do a three-point turn and get my happy butt the heck out of Dodge. I get to my friend's house and I'm a, a shaking mess at this point, pulling everything that I needed inside. I tell this to her and her husband and they look at each other like, what the heck, because I'm never scared like that. They start asking me questions about where the road was, what happened, did I see anything? I tell them my skinwalker story and told them that I haven't been this frightened since that day and they were honestly in shock. I immediately did an egg cleanse because that stuff was not staying with me all night long and keeping me awake. Needless to say, I was not comfortable going back outside so I stayed the night with them. I didn't sleep a wink and I've been up for about 30 hours now. I drove home about 30 minutes ago and I can assure you that that road was not there on my way home. I know that location very well as well and I can assure you that that road, it shouldn't have been there. There was something very wrong that night and I'm wondering if you have any thoughts, answers or questions. If anyone has experienced anything like this before, this sort of phantom road thing, then I would really love to hear it. My husband had a history of his heart rate dropping into the low 40s. This morning, it started happening again and he collapsed once, got up and said that I needed to call 911. He said that something was different this time too. By the time the paramedics got him to the hospital, his heart rate was down to 20. He was surrounded by a team of nurses and doctors trying everything to bring his heart rate up. And this is when things got weird. They started shocking his heart to get it into a normal rhythm. Each shock, he said, was extremely painful. During these shocks, my husband looks up in the room full of doctors and nurses and sees an older woman in normal clothing, 
no badge on, and she approaches him. This was during all of the chaos of multiple medical staff trying to save his life. The older woman reaches him and whispers in his ear. She tells him not to worry and that everything will be okay. As she was speaking to him, an incredible warmth filled his body and any fear that he had went away and he felt calm. The woman walks away. The doctors determine that he needs an emergency pacemaker installed. He has the surgery and then things get even weirder. In ICU recovering, he shares the story with me about the lady in the ER. While sharing his story with me, he's very emotional and even crying. I asked the nurse if there would have been anyone in the ER that would have approached him like the old lady in street clothes did, and she said no way. So this is definitely getting weirder at this point. For context, my husband is a 43-year-old, pretty much an atheist who doesn't believe in ghosts or angels or anything really. After a few days, he's released from hospital and he goes home. I post this amazing story on Facebook. A couple of days pass and our take on reality is shook to our core. I am sleeping on his third day home when I hear him screaming and crying. It's her, it's her, he says. I run to the room that he is in and he's bawling. I ask what's wrong and he shows me a picture on his phone. It's an obituary featuring a picture of an older lady. It's her, he cries. The obituary was text to him from a close friend of ours. She had saw my post about his ER experience and did a search of the people who had died in the hospital the same day that he was in the ER. And the lady that I was looking at had actually died around the same time that he was in the ER. What the heck, right? G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish, or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.